When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Although it's, have you guys seen? Uh, I'm so sorry. Have you guys seen Spice? Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm relishing these last few minutes that we have together. You guys seen Spicy Potter? No. Like it's Harry Potter, like but it's like 3D animations that people have done. No. Uh-uh. Oh, is that where? When like, I make my move, you're free oh, okay. to check the king. No, you can't. <laughs> I have seen this. He's got to sacrifice himself. It, the dances that the, the dances that they have, like they program the little characters to do, are all K-pop dances. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was what like, yeah. I, yeah, I, it's so funny <laughs> the way they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. That's You're good. free to check the king. Not me. No, Rod. No. Not you, me, Harry. You. <laughs> He's gonna sacrifice himself. <laughs> Gets me every time. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and hog mama, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane, CEO of Save International, and I sell the best damn printers and all-in-one machines Korea can make. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Guys, beef is worse for dinner. <laughs> I do. I want some man meat. <laughs> Every week. Well, then my man meat, he shall have. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week we'll be talking about character intros and outros, uh, or Mm. exits. Uh, And uh, then we'll head to the conference room for some New Year's talk, what we'd like to leave in 2023 and bring into 2024. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a special report from some uh, from a listener of ours who went to some live yeah. uh, uh, office events. Um, so that'll be great. Uh, before we get into all that, any housekeeping to start off with, Alex? Uh, <clears throat> wow, I can't believe I'm caught off surprise. I, I, for, I forgot about this segment. Um, huh, yeah, what is the meaning of this? <laughs> uh, the main one I want to talk about is, is uh, just yesterday, uh, well, two days ago, if you're listening to this, we released... Uh, our our second episode of Captive Audience. This one is on the Cap Odd. The Cap Odd. I am is, from the future. Yeah, I am from the future. <laughs> I'll be back. Terminator. It's the Terminator. Uh, the 1984 <laughs> James Cameron classic. Uh, boy, we had a lot of fun doing this when we were in person for it. So check that out. And uh, as I, uh, I I put a little note in that episode, but a reminder to everyone here: you will see the first three episodes popping up in this feed in our main Michael Scott pod feed mm-hmm. uh, after those first three episodes, then um, 
episodes will be in its own separate feed as it already is. You can go subscribe to the captive audience, its own separate thing. So please do that uh, to stay in touch with the show. Again, we'll we'll put one more episode in the main feed, but yeah, but be, be ready to should, dock the other ship. Should be Roger Rabbit in a couple. Who of, framed Roger Rabbit? Which I weeks. have I have never seen. I know yes. I know absolutely nothing so about this excited. movie other than that there's animated characters with real people. That is literally the only thing I know about it. Yeah, that is so, perfect. I'll be watching that for the first time. Join us. Um, and then, I don't know, we, we, we sat down. Uh, I went out with Edwin and Sean, and we got some drinks and made a list. Yeah. We just oh, yeah. we just went through and, like, talked about which movies have you seen and haven't. So we got a pretty darn good list going. I don't I don't know if there's some highlights we want to tease. Edwin said we're good for the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got we got. We keep tons. our cadence for what we got, um, and then you know if we if we mix in some of the other ideas we've had about yeah, you know responding to movies that come out throughout yeah. the year, movies that are popular in pop culture, things that we love and want to share with each other. Yeah, like the maybe maybe hidden gems or something like that. We are yeah. definitely set for the year. <laughs> and then the other thing too is uh, we we don't have a set timetable for this, but be be ready because at some point we will sort of transition into like. Maybe our office episodes aren't coming out quite as frequently as we do more captive audience. Mm-hmm. This will sort of, it, I think this year, part of this year will be a long transition from yeah. this show into some other stuff that we're doing. Because let's face it, guys, we've, we've mined the office <laughs> mountain. We have strip mined that thing down to a do. rubble. Yeah. Um, there's certain, we still, have, the show's not going away. We still have plenty to yeah. talk about. But Four just, or yes. more years. Yeah. Four <laughs> or more years. But, but just know that episodes might not be as frequent. We will be supplementing. We will still have weekly content coming out, mm-hmm. um, yeah. whether it's here or Captive Audience. We will still have our exclusive Patreon episodes. Those are going nowhere. Yeah. Um, speaking of Patreon, you can join that, where we'll also be trickling in some other other stuff from from maybe not necessarily As office we have things throughout. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. So you know, so you get the Patreon is just like not not strictly the office content. It's sort of just a Patreon for us. Yeah. Um, that you could come hang out with us, come be a part of something bigger than yourself nice um so yeah you check that out patreon.com slash michael scott uh get in the discord um it's hot right now mm. we've got some new members who got you know gift uh gifted memberships mm-hmm. over the holidays cool. um so it's it's a good time good time to yeah. be a tot good time to be a fan of movies as well uh i i'll just say too our store mspcstore.com um is heard of it's it it's been working pretty good but i <laughs> Just I I just want to say you know sorry and thank you for your patience to some people who have messaged us. Uh, I am uh, I am working to figure out uh, some issues that we've had. So mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just a new store and we're just trying to figure it out. So thank you for your patience. Christmas we'll, two thousand two. We will take care. It'll of be it. ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really ironing it out. Really appreciate everyone who's Sean has to hand paint every mug and fire it in the kiln. <laughs> yeah. so. It's yeah. he is getting work to the bone and over hand here, delivering folks. too. Yeah, he's so just he's, taking a little. He's been on air. He's been on flights for three weeks straight. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, um, I got my eyes open. <laughs> uh, let's get into uh, today's episode. Edwin, can you please explain? Character intros and exits. Oh, mm. I would I would love to. So uh, does this have to do with New Year's? 
<laughs> Believe it or not, yes, it does. Hmm. Uh, and in uh, Happy New Year's, Happy by the New way. Year's to Happy all New our Year. tots and listeners. Uh, I don't know if we're at the end of the Larry David window where it is appropriate to still say Happy New Year, but <laughs> I uh, like saying it in like March. Yeah, and just the first time I see a friend, the, for the first time I see someone that year, I will say <laughs> it, even if I don't see someone till August. So if you haven't seen someone for a really long time, you really want you want to catch them double off guard. Oh, I'll give them three years. Yeah. I go Happy New Year's twenty twenty. Here's twenty twenty one. <laughs> you, it's nice to open with a happy birthday. <laughs> sure. Right. Then I do the yeah. happy birthdays. Yeah. Happy belated Easter. I happy. Hit, I hit President's Day. I hit Flag Day. Mm-hmm. I hit all the big ones. It's a good bit. We're starting off the year right on track. And uh, so going into this episode, uh, one idea that we've had, we've talked about the openings to different seasons and to you know, kind of in this new year thing, we want to talk about character intros and departures. So a lot of times with New Year's resolutions, there's something you want to start doing mm-hmm. or something you kind of want to leave behind in the yes. in, in the last year. So in in that kind of spirit, we're going to talk about what happens when characters join the office and how it changes that dynamic within the show. And then also kind of as they leave or as they exit and how that changes things as well. Because the, the Scranton staff takes many shapes and forms over nine seasons. And, and a lot of them have to do with just or a lot of the big seismic changes have to do with characters coming in and out. Great idea, Dwight. <laughs> so there we go. I think the the biggest change, and I should I should mention up front, we're not gonna try to like catch every single one. So there might be some that oh, we yeah. miss. It's not yeah. intentional, or um, not that we're trying to ignore uh, a character coming in and out. Because for example, sure. like a character like Ryan goes in and out a few yes. times. Ed Helms goes in and out a few times. But the central yeah. cast that we meet in season one and then mm-hmm. is there through the finale. Like we're not really going to talk about a lot of them because we'll right. save that for the finale, mm-hmm. but sure. there's many characters outside of that core that come and go and change the show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are some, some really big ones like a character like Eddie Bernard, for example. And yeah. I think like season three is probably a really good place to start. So Definitely. season three, uh, we are blowing the roof off. <laughs> <laughs> we see Andy, Karen, a little bit of Martin Nash, Hannah Smotridge Bar, Josh Porter to some extent. But like, Pepperoni I mean, the big Tony. ones are Andy and Karen. And, and like, you know, you think about Hannah's baby, Hannah's baby. <laughs> uh, and you, you, we get their first intros in Gay Witch Hunt. But then in the merger, when they come in, they become part of the Scranton staff. It's like, yeah. how does how does Andy Bernard change the office? You yeah. know, hmm. like so much, especially with like his intro with Dwight and with Michael and everything. Like, I guess. Of those season three characters, maybe let's start with Andy. Sure. Like, how does how do, how do you how does Andy change the show when he comes in? You know? I I mean, it's it's just like uh, isn't it just like what Bob Vance <laughs> says? I can't <laughs> believe you deal with that moron and that other moron and that new moron. Is that, he says is that, jackass, but yeah, yes, jackass, you're right on. Right, you're right yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> he means Michael Dwight and Andy. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> It really is, you know. It, he perfects uh, the, you know, the pyramid mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah. uh, of idiocracy. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 adds a, a new dimension to um, dealing with a, a an irritating coworker. Right. Uh, yeah, I think like I mean, because neither Michael or Dwight are spoiled. I mean, maybe Michael is a bit of a child, but I think there's a bit of that. That's an element of Andy that's that's nice. Mm. Um, and, and then his whole kind of frat vibe as well. Um, you don't get that with Michael and Dwight. Uh, where you go to school, Mike? Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. There's with Dwight there. It's very much a balance to Dwight specifically. It feels like when they came up with Ed Helm or they came up with Andy's character and Ed Helm, the way Ed Helms plays it. Yeah. It's, it's this sort of Ivy. Like, I mean, you can't get up more opposite than Dwight yet. They are both total suck-ups to Michael 
Like they definitely are, they brown nose. They try and do what they can to be in the innermost of circles. Mm -hmm. They have very different ways of doing this. I think Dwight is much more genuine. And he's, he, he, the way he does it is through proving himself with hard work and being available. And he's never late. And he's a good worker. And he's, that's how he sort of prides himself. Versus Andy is much more like, I'll use the boys club to do this. I'm going to hang. We're going to hang out. We're going to get drinks. We're going to talk about chicks. We're going right. to. He's very much like this, this Ivy league college version of Dwight. He has no, <laughs> he has no land. He has no skills. <laughs> he has, like he has none of those things. Sure. Right. That, that Dwight does. Um, so he's this great foil for Dwight because like Jim doesn't care about the job. Jim cares about, you know, making fun of Dwight. He cares about Pam. Yeah. Uh, so they need this sort of someone else, who cares about what's going on in the office a lot and trying to climb the ladder um, because no one else in that office does it except Dwight. And so to me, he's this perfect kind of foil to Dwight. Um, and they only meant for him to be there one season. So I think that's why his character changes is like, I don't think, I don't think Andy Bernard could have burned that hot for much longer than season three. Cause he's, I mean, he is dialed up, right? I mean, leading to the punch in the wall, literally. So yeah. um, when, when he comes in, he, this sort of nice balance of he kind of upsets a lot of that balance in a really good way um, in terms of who's kind of the number two in the office. That mm. That's a storyline that's never, you know, it's, it's funny because right. it's like Jim's always the number two, but Dwight thinks he is. But doesn't, Jim doesn't want the number doesn't two. Want yeah. yeah. Now, now there's actually like a good foil for Dwight yes. in, in trying to get that. I think uh, the, you made a good point, too, like the... Um, that Dwight really cares about the job and that Andy is kind of trying to get, you know, succeed in other, like, a different avenue, right? He's just trying to kind of... Yes, he's different tactics. He's playing a social game. Yes, correct. And, and I think, too, with Michael... Dwight's like, playing a physical game. This is for the Survivor. <laughs> yeah. For the Survivor. Yeah. Uh, uh, with Michael, um, I mean, he has some genuine skill as a salesman. He's bad at being a manager, but his, yeah. like... Where he fails as a manager, he, it's genuine, right? Like, Andy knows mm -hmm. that he's, like, you know, he's going to... You're bad at this, too. <laughs> <laughs> that he's going to, like, you know, use name repetition and... Personality mirroring. Yeah, Never exactly. breaking off a handshake. Yes, yeah. right. Which is not necessarily, you know, that's not him doing the job, right? That uh, Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's, uh, in a way, that makes him a, a new personality a new character yeah for the for it's the it's the comedy of someone someone unexpectedly shows up for dinner you're at a four top there's four seats and just the comedy of how do we add a fifth seat it's just kind of a funny situation mm -hmm. and where everything's a little off balance and that that's that's andy to me is sort of like <laughs> let's play with that i think too like beginning of season three is kind of this opening up of the office sort of universe or the mm -hmm. little world that they live in um, you know, the first couple of seasons is very much in, in the physical Scranton location, a little bit in corporate. We meet the branch managers. We hear a little bit about the other branches. But yeah. to see Jim go to one and then have those characters come into the fold changes a lot. And I also think kind of with, with what you're going off of with um, Andy as this sort of completing the triangle. Um, mm -hmm. The Andy's such a live wire in this early part of the season. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you see Jim do his run back his classic Jello prank and. You know, Andy kicks the trash can mm -hmm. and Jim looks down and it, it's like previously yeah. the biggest consequence would be that Dwight would go tell on Jim. Right. I will tell on you yeah, to right. my direct superior, which is me. Um, <laughs> and 
like with Andy, it's like, I have no idea what this guy's going to do. Right? Yeah. There's like this sort of. Yes. He's like, a physical presence in the office, like more than yeah. more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And you don't like it's just very funny. That there's like this sort of unknown with him. And then mm-hmm. also, um, you know, Andy brings so much like as a yeah, like you said, as a opponent to Dwight or a rival to Dwight, like another sort of person yeah. sucking up to Michael. Um, he brings a lot in, in. And then also, I mean, it's the kind unstable of, compound. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two explosive personalities, as Phyllis might say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also think maybe to move to Karen, like Karen is also another character that comes in and like just has a different vibe because she's kind of like she's not the same. I, I, I don't want to say that she's the same as Pam, but she has a similar vibe in that she gets along well with Jim. She seems like a. I, I guess I'm, this is a bad way to say it, but like a cool person. Like a hundred percent. She she would she would be in the coalition for reason. Yes, we'll yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think there, but there is uh, there's something there that like like you know I don't know exactly how she's to under define forty cool you know, like, within the show, but like yeah. I think it is like you know Jim's cool, Pam's cool, like. I mean, even in the early days, Toby and Kevin are cool. You He's know what cool. I mean? <laughs> the mouth well, of babes, and and maybe. And, and cool is a very, you know, can be kind of abstract in this sure. usage. But I'm thinking, like, maybe it's, like, relatable to the viewer, I guess. Right. Because mm-hmm. the viewer is kind of supposed to kind of act through Jim, Pam, et cetera, uh, a little bit, I think. Um, yeah. And so it's like, yes, this is a person that could be friends with Jim, that could be friends with Pam, coalition for a reason. <laughs> Characters like, yeah, sometimes it's like Oscar, Kevin, Toby, they can kind of dip in a little bit here and yeah. there. Like I'm thinking of, you know, in Office Olympics when uh, Phyllis is like, you calling me a hoe? Jim says, is that trash talk from Phyllis? There's Or um, Ryan, for example, in um, I'm jumping around a lot. Then Benny Hanna Christmas when Ryan uses all the good excuses. And he's like, look alive. Welcome back, Halpert. Yeah. Like there are moments when the characters seem like they could be friends and connect. And Karen brings a lot of that. And yes. it's desperately needed in Stanford because the other characters in Stanford are Josh, the boss, uh, the characters that are not really given a lot of time and attention. Um, yeah. And then Karen. Yeah. Right. It, it's almost like it's almost like. Um skill or talent plus apathy equals cool <laughs> you know it's like if you're if you can do your job but you don't really care about it or you want like more in life mm-hmm. then you're cool like whereas you know dwight he might have the skill but he ca- but he cares too much or yeah you know there's uh, also a thing that karen does when she brings in where she flips it on jim a little bit where she's always looking at the camera and doing this and she does that little jim half smile mm-hmm. what is that yeah. like there's there's something like really i think i think significant to kind of being one of the first sort of flips on jim as like this sort of yeah Audi, uh, you know he's like oh he doesn't find jim charming adorable, adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah there's a little bit of that which i really love not yeah. everyone is as casual as you and, and you and jim pam yeah oh right. hey dude want to marry me yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah. philip hellers how they hanging uh, yeah she's uh she she comes in it's almost like in um when kathy uh pam's replacement mm-hmm. and and comes mm-hmm. in and like phyllis has that line of like it'd be nice to have someone young like it's nice. It's, it's a nice energy to have some youthful energy in the office, right? Or like, and I think that's that's definitely uh, Karen brings that as well. Of like, hey, oh, another 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 some someone to hang out with, uh, with kids. You know, the younger people. And when I say kids, yeah, I just mean like under basically under forty, who mm-hmm. maybe still has a lot of hope in their career of what they might go and do. And that's one way to divide the office is sort of like people that are have resolved to just be like, I am here. This is my job. You mm-hmm. know, like Sir Ian McClellan, like, yes, <laughs> I am a middle, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged accountant at a small mid-sized paper firm. Like yeah. he's, 
he's sort of this is what I do. Um, and then there's the people that feel like this is still a step in their something right. in their in their life's journey. Yeah. So Karen Karen is definitely that, as is Andy. Um, and they come in as a pair, sort of, yeah. I, I would say, as opposed to the other people from Stanford. They but. kind of come in as like Again, you, you don't want to make like one-to-one comparisons, but they kind of come in as the Dwight and the Pam to some extent. Well, right. yeah, yeah. It's sort of, yeah, I guess it's how they're sort of established Percentage. when they're yeah. at like Stanford. They, they would yeah. be the Dwight and Pam at Stanford, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so it's, and again, you know, whether the writers meant to have them around as long as they did, who knows, but um, it's something that, it's like, yeah, there's just too many, too many, too many chefs in the kitchen, uh, there are too many cooks in the kitchen when they show up at the merger. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of the Spider-Man meme when they're pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we got to figure out. Like, yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. figure out who belongs. Like, this town ain't big enough for all of us, right? And so that's that's a big plot point mm-hmm. of season three. Well, you think a little bit about Dwight telling Michael he should fire someone immediately, right? And also, you, even in, in that episode when Pam and when Karen first comes in, she starts complimenting Pam's sweater. Like they seem to start to get along, and then Michael comes in and just like ruins everything right you know? yeah that yeah. was your dad a gi yeah right <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> yeah. rough uh, stuff yeah and 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 i mean yeah so i think it's worth mentioning too that uh, like not only were they expecting andy to leave the show he kind of did mm-hmm. he you know he has his blow yeah. up he punches a hole in the wall it's kind of one of the most ex- explosive exits of the of the show yeah um, but of course, it it didn't take, uh, which is kind of interesting that they after he was gone, they decided that uh, that they should bring him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I guess is uh, the the is that the return? No. So the return is when he punches the wall. That's when he punches, and the he wall. comes Got back it. in safety training. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So and 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 like we were saying, he kind of comes back as a, almost a slightly different character, maybe like a more. Uh, there's a lot more of the Ivy League thing. Uh, he's he's. They make him much now. more harmless. Yeah, I think a little less volatile. Yeah. Um, to you know, one might say a, a, a bit neutered. Mm-hmm. We'll say, and I think they have to because like yeah, they can't have two Dwight's. Yeah, they need to figure out how does how does this shape fit into this puzzle um, in Scranton. So and you know it, it bears repeating what you said. I mean, like we're not introduced to them in Scranton. We're introduced to them in Stanford, where they're, you know. Like they they already have their own office culture. They already have their call of duty. Everyone already has their roles. They sit in a different. They sit in a vertical line together. Like mm-hmm. so, we, we are we already we already know the characters. Um, so it's really when they get to when they get to Scranton is when we sort of see the chemical equation mm-hmm. or experiment sort of come to fruition. It mm-hmm. is funny too that when when Andy is kind of introduced in season three and and comes to Scranton, he's a foil for Dwight for Michael's affection. But later he becomes a foil for Dwight uh, for Angela's affection. And then Aaron's. And then Aaron's. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's almost like Andy never, I mean, from the merger, from from the get-go, Andy's never really at home there. Like, he's never quite accepted and settled. Like, yeah, he moves from one person to the next. No one really is inviting him or, like, I mean, I guess we know he goes to Daryl's family's party. party. That's about the only... Mm-hmm. social thing we see him ever get or talk about mm-hmm. um yeah so he's never and it's he's kind of that way with his own family i mean now i think about it andy's a really tragic figure like you know <laughs> even his home doesn't feel like a home his family yeah. is like he's an extra he's, yeah. he's the not. writers reject him in season nine <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like i was like wow he really hung around for a while yeah um a battle between the Nardog and crippling loneliness, despair, right. depression, yeah. despair, depression. Yeah. yeah so all that is yeah all that is mm-hmm. to say to bring it back to karen 
she is a much much uh, she's a much less sort of explosive figure than Andy mm-hmm. and um yeah and and she comes in as a foil to Pam mm-hmm. like for Jim's affection in this time when Pam is single like mm-hmm. I mean to be honest that's really the biggest part of her character is she's she's she comes in already dating Jim um, when he comes back like the the writers need another reason to stretch this Pam Jim thing out for another season and and even when I mean you know Karen kind of exits the show end of uh season three in 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 sort of a kind of a fade out right she just sort of she goes to lunch she says she's not gonna go anywhere she won't be going anywhere and then (laughs) a couple days later her desk is empty that's right yeah Yeah, that's what we learn in season in in season four but Mm -hmm. like you know she kind of just says like oh you know i'm not gonna hang around for you to do your Mm -hmm. interview i'm gonna go meet my friends for lunch right and that's the end and uh but she only comes back for the lecture circuit Mm mm-hmm where and branch wars and branch wars oh sorry that's, that's right. okay oh my gosh you're right yeah there are a lot of in and out and when do we see them again like it happens a ton it's yeah. not like these characters all of them have like really clean intro outros right they become part of the show and they become like little characters and come back from time to time and threat, threat level, level midnight, midnight. <laughs> exactly of course so no one's ever really funny. gone you know karen also serves a little bit as a foil to michael as like a competent boss right in these in these moments and even you know even as like you know if, if we're talking about her as this sort of foil or, or a rival or whatever to Pam. It's very funny to see her later to be like, yeah, I cried for weeks over that guy. So to see him in a ladies warehouse uniform <laughs> with a fake mustache made me pretty happy. Yeah. yeah sure. So it's nice to see that she gets that little, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, I mean, we didn't really talk about Andy's exit. I think we should mm-hmm. talk about baby Wawa a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, Andy comes and goes kind of a few times. He so, does. I mean, yeah, anger management, and then he comes back, and then he goes off on one of his honeymoons, right. or his many honeymoons. That's right. Um, the boat trip. So mm-hmm. like Andy comes and goes quite a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But, I, you know, I think his, his finishing, sort of his final act, his, his kind of last bow uh, from the stage is, is his song that he sings. Oh, ah. it's nice to hear him sing in the proper context. <laughs> no, it's not when that quote says. But that's sort of like everyone's dreading, no, Andy, don't play a song. And then he kind of mm-hmm. gets his last, like, hey, he's actually good at this. Yeah. And I know it might be awkward for him to be playing this guitar while he looks at all of you, but... Um, I mean, to me, that's his true exit from the show is sure. singing the Will You well, Remember Me. Mm-hmm. You think of all the times when he's playing the banjo and, you know, right. playing banjo with Dwight or he's playing the zitar. In, or just acapella. Yeah, acapella. <laughs> playing that zitar in uh, Moroccan Christmas. Yeah, oh, yeah. You take requests? Sure. Yeah. Please stop. Try to have a Christmas party. Yeah. And then so, yeah, Boo, when he gets Jim. up Boo. and he says, he gets up and he says, Lorelai and I would like to play you a song. It's kind of it, like, where are we going based yeah. on everything that we've had uh, seen in the past? I'm pretty and sure then, that's what B.B. King named his guitar. Lucille. <laughs> oh, oh, Lucille. That's right. That's right. That's right. I was going to say, is it a Gilmore Girls reference? <laughs> of course uh, it is. Right? It has to be. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, he plays that nice song and it's kind of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, it's nice. Mm. And he goes away and kind of puts a little tear in everyone's eye and then goes and becomes mm-hmm. Baby Wawa. Like mm-hmm. we... Obviously, we follow him down to America's Next Acapella Sensation mm-hmm. or whatever the show's called right. with Aaron Rodgers judging. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Clay Aiken, and Santi Gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, his story isn't over. But, uh, and then, you know, we see him finally. He's, finally, we see him at the, you know, his, his college, his Cornell, you know, commencement well, speech. Well, gets, he gets the little last, one of the best quotes, at least for me, in the yeah. show, which is... Uh, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old times when you're in them. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean that that's that's the enduring mm-hmm. his his enduring contribution to the show is that line. Yeah, sure. I, I think that there is something very poetically sweet too about that. You know, his ending is sort of at Cornell, 
it, you know, he spent Can the entire show yeah. talking about how much he loves Cornell, and you're kind of like, there's no way. It's not my fault I live across the street from campus. I hang out with the guys all the time. Once, twice, three times a week. <laughs> no, I wish we'd gotten a Broccoli Rob resolution too. Uh, I, yeah, it's, I, it is. It is nice that he's sort of, he's, he's been asked to like be the speaker at Cornell. Like I'm yeah. sure whoever was, when he graduated, uh, was probably a, a figure of note. And it is, it is. As as perverted as Andy's journey is in all sorts of ways, like he sort of ends up uh, where he what with what he cares the most, which is like mm-hmm. his alma mater. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Like, I mean, in the finale, and we'll do. You know, we've been saving right yeah. this big finale episode for later on. Finally, kind of get every like to a large extent, most of the characters kind of get what they want. Yeah. And Andy, to a large extent, gets. I he says, I will be pursuing fame of any kind. Yes. So okay. <laughs> cooking shows, like, right. yeah. And uh, so he, he ends up getting that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, to kind of bring it back to the season three characters, um, unless, I don't know, there's some more you want to say about Andy real quick? No, no, no. We, we can move on. Those are the big ones, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll, he'll come up again, no problem. But, um, you know, characters like Hannah, Martin, Tony, they all kind of enter and exit quickly. Like Hannah, I, you know, only shows up in a couple more episodes. I think yeah. Hannah's last episode is Benny Hanna Christmas. Uh, Martin's is the convict. And then Tony's is the merger. So... They're, they kind of come in and out. Like, there's a moment where you think, like, there's going to be this big sort of, not clash, but you watch all the characters kind of bump into each other. You know, mm-hmm. Hannah is uh, breastfeeding in that cold open with Michael. Um, or mm. there's that other moment with Michael. I'm, I'm confusing two the scenes. The look who's talking. Yeah, the look right. who's talking. But then, um, you know, you also see, what is it, Karen watching Stanley, like, drink his jello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just seems like there's going to be some more... Um, Tension, but it did, yeah. they, they kind of fall away, and then it's Andy and Karen for that season. And then, you know, I, I, the next one that I have kind of written down to highlight is Aaron, season yeah, five. Great. Um, obviously, we get Ryan in corporate, he leaves in season four, etc. Ryan kind of comes in and out too. Um, but yeah. uh, Aaron coming in in Michael Scott Paper Company is a rather big addition to the show because she is in through the rest yeah. of the series. She gets she sticks. a few different like romantic arcs. She gets the resolution with her parents in the end. So there is kind of, um, Aaron does come in as kind of a character who becomes a major character, but mm-hmm. she comes in, I guess, again, as a replacement for Pam. Yeah. yeah. She comes in very quietly. Yes. Cool. Yeah. She, uh, Charles Minor hires her and um, she's got the same name as Kelly. And uh, yeah. it's, it doesn't even feel like they've come up with her comedic, personality yet you know when when we first meet her which is funny because you know ellie kemper i think they would have known that she was very very funny sure i mean that's Um, why they you know why they cast her right what what what, at what point do you think we start to see aaron's uh i mean maybe it's just through the um (laughs) dwight and andy competing for her affection uh that we start to kind of uh get uh the whole she's a rube Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i mean it's kind of not natural, but when a character like this appear or Aaron's character, I should say, seems to mirror a little bit about what it's like when a character or a person actually joins your office or your workforce. You don't know right. them much at first. What do you know about them? They're nice. They're quiet. You know, it takes a while for you to actually learn about them as a person, learn about them as a character. Like if Karen, if Karen, if Aaron had come in, like fully formed as this comedic person. You might have thought that she's not going to last that long on the show. Like that's somebody that comes in and like the search committee is one of the managerial candidates. But Aaron comes in, and I mean it makes sense that they would use it as like 
Dwight and Andy can kind of be the ones who are making all the jokes, right? Kind of vying for yeah. her attention and affection in this first episode. But then, like, it comes across bit by bit, piece by piece, and it kind of becomes a funny resolution or a funny reveal that Aaron is a bit of a rube. He <laughs> says, why don't we take out a, a life, you know, big life insurance policy on a new person? She's like, yeah. I learned nothing, you know. Um, Aaron, do you have your birth certificate with you? Sure. <laughs> like, it's like bag. little things like that that kind of yeah. show Aaron like being like so earnest and and uh, yeah. so it's funny to watch her character build like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, and Charles hires her, no? Yes, yeah. I mean, so she she's not even like hired. She's hired by someone who also has a intro and an exit this season mm-hmm. um, within season five. So it, it would like it speaks to Aaron's character that she survives the season and stays on. It would have been very easy to, you know, mm-hmm. she's she's gone after this, but she's so funny. She's just, she's great, and it's it's funny that like Charles hired her, and not Michael because Michael seems like like a great pair with Aaron, right? Of and, course. Oh yeah. And Charles, I, I was. It just seems like it's funny that like she made it through an interview with Charles. Like, really? <laughs> but Charles shows remarkably poor judgment. With that's true. Things. Kevin, that's, you're that's on true. phone. Stanley, right. you're going to be my productivities are. He you just, know, he yeah. makes a decision. Yeah, right. and. And it's very funny. And Dwight as his number two. Um, I find that yeah. extraordinarily surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> really? <laughs> Jim has been uh, disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, 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 it doesn't really surprise me that's that much. That's a great David that Wallace. That he, that he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard. <laughs> extraordinarily surprising. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... But yeah, it's funny though because like I and I, I laughed to myself even while you were speaking just a moment ago, Alex, because I thought of Aaron being like, "Do I still have a job here?" Yeah, you know when the when the right. when the company gets bought out. So, um, you know, they kind of make space for her as this receptionist, and it does kind of like add, like her coming in does work as a replacement Pam because it allows Pam to do something other than be the receptionist and maybe be the person who's always taking care of Michael or the person who's always kind of being hit on, so to speak, by a lot right. of the other characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Aaron Aaron comes into that role and like has such a different dynamic with Michael. But is also immediately hit on by Andy and Twilight. Right, of course, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I just say that, that I, I only mean to say that, yeah, Pam is no longer right. that. Pam can try to be a salesperson. She can yeah. be an office administrator. She can be a mom. Like all these different things that she does through the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, in, in, as opposed to just being the receptionist, which she is for right. the first five seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it changes quite a bit, and it like it creates, like it allows Pam to kind of do the different things. You bring in this new, different character. Her relationship with Michael is one of my favorite things in the whole show. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I just think about times like with the <laughs> who's hungry, <laughs> like right, yeah. you know, yeah. They become such a unit after a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bossa nova. <laughs> Her dance. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, she's on board with yeah his happy box, his sad box, mm-hmm. spraying the champagne. Um, she's she's right there for Michael at all times. I like. Yeah. I like, don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, she does. She's not maybe, into Holly. Maybe Holly's not in a position where she can be shooing guys away. I, is she a really good cook or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for my boss's pretty friend. Oh, you're Holly. <laughs> for God's sakes, the answer about to start farming. Um, we could talk a little bit about Charles. I think Charles kind of illustrates this. Uh, I don't know. There's something that funny that happens with the office, and this is also true of a workplace where like decisions happen off screen, and then the reality gets translated in the original 
into the actual workplace. He's so, just there. You know, yeah. it's like Michael talks about meeting this new guy in corporate, and they have a gr- they really hit it off right away. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Charles <laughs> is there. Screw the teapot ladder. Yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> that early intro between Charles and Michael. How does he do it? Yeah. What does he say? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he uses his best jokes from the joke book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Charles is there. I mean, Charles is kind of, um, you know, he's imposing a little bit because, like, He's he's he comes off as very smart. He has this effect on women. Right. He like really sort of um, I'm trying to think of the right word, but he like makes Jim feel very very silly all of a sudden for wearing a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I was just watching the extended cut of um, what is it? I think it's of Michael Scott Paper Company mm-hmm. where they Dwight and Andy. I mean, in that episode, the extended cut, they do way more with Dwight and Andy as they're being friends and doing the hunting thing. Right. It's like the fake gunshots and the fake deaths. Right. And they, they're doing all this stuff to Jim. And they're like, Jim, you got to be dead by now. And he's fine. <laughs> so he plays along and puts his head down on his desk. And, J- and Charles walks out and he goes, everyone, Jim is trying to take a nap. <laughs> it is. He, he is. He's just yeah. the opposite he of Michael Jim Scott. Like, yeah, yeah, he has like he this. Finds... He has this kind of commanding presence, I should say, right. in mm-hmm. the office, and it's very funny to watch how Charles is almost like a. Does he even go to the bathroom? Oh yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. Charles, Charles, in, in, in some ways, is kind of an early precursor to Robert California. Yeah. Obviously, they're very sure. different yeah. characters, yeah. but. In that when you have a boss, and I remember reading interviews about no, this, that like when you have a boss that makes you like sit up straight and want to make it look like you're working or you, or you want to impress them, it's a very different dynamic from Michael. Yeah. You know? um, mm-hmm. So Charles brings a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. I like to Charles has, uh, he's, he's just so different from Michael in, in, in every way, but there, he, he does exhibit, there's some similar overlaps they have and maybe it's just the way they film it, but like I love how he, there's an episode where he'll keep he keeps looking at Jim through the blinds just like how Michael looks at Ryan yeah like there's just a couple of things like that and just the way he sort of like moves through the office and everyone changes their behavior when he's around like Angela's in love with him yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like we've yeah. never we've never seen Angela like mm-hmm. respect right. anyone and for, for a while for a while Dwight is like you know not yeah he's just, uh, unlike how he is with Michael he's like he like he doesn't yeah. care about Charles. Mm-hmm. Here's something about me. I respect yeah. authority. Here's yeah. that, or something yeah. Like, well, yeah. that's with D'Angelo, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, res- is that? Oh, right. Yeah, that's but right. he's like, I respond to positive leadership. Or, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Strong leadership. But there is a moment where uh, Charles is like, let's get a drink after work. He's like, I like your focus, you know? And, 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 <laughs> and all so of a sudden, focused. yeah. D- and, then, <laughs> and then later, Dwight's like, I didn't like the shirt sleeves at first, Michael, but now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like a, like a straight jacket. <laughs> like in that moment, Dwight's like, a, like an old brigadier ship that's just no wind and then just <laughs> yeah. like yeah. all the same. He's like, I am fully formed. You have unleashed the wolf. <laughs> it's very it's cool. cool. Very Will Smith Very cool. Yeah. He's the new guy, Charles. This is Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess Charles's exit is uh, is in company picnic, right? I mean, I think I think for the purpose of this episode, it's okay. probably the more impactful one is um, broke, right? And yeah. because there is an element where Charles's departure mirrors Michael's, and Michael says, "Nope, you're done. You're done." I mean, literally, yeah, you're yeah. done. Thank mm-hmm. you, and thank you, Idris. Yeah, so we get that like <laughs> nice sort of clo- like closure moment where it seems like. The universe has come back to normal. Order is restored. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is great. But then, of course, Charles isn't all the way gone until Company Picnic, where they have the, you know, the volleyball. Uh, <laughs> For yeah. Charles, it's like great. I don't have to be in Scranton anymore, t- t- like running this branch. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. He, I feel like in that moment, he's like, thank God, 
I'm going back to New York. This is mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then we, we don't really get any more Charles after Company mm-hmm. Picnic. We must don't really... be nice to get a rest from all your rest. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't yeah. even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah, I've been up for a while. I've been up for a while. <laughs> the double point. Uh, yeah, we don't really get any. We don't really know his fate. We can mm-hmm. assume he's he's gone in the he'll be yeah, fine. Mass yeah. I mean, it, just the way that we see him uh, suck up to uh, David Wallace. Uh, <laughs> it would have yeah. been really funny in the Secret Santa episode when they find out about the bankruptcy. If like Kelly is like, "What about Charles? <laughs> is Charles coming back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fired. Alan will be fired too. You know, it'd be funny then if Angela's like, "What about Charles? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. love when Angela runs out and she's in the rain. He's oh like, my gosh, she does not need to go dumpster diving <laughs> for companionship. <laughs> she's like her makeup is running because of the water. Yeah. <laughs> She has a scarf. Uh, yeah, that's she's it. so old. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a yeah. I mean, Char- Charles is everything. Everything Michael Scott is not. Everything I want to be. Um, who's next? Well, the other ones that I have written down here: uh, Gabe and Joe Bennett in season six. What cool. a pair! Yeah. So, uh, Saber episode for Gabe as first mm-hmm. arrives. Uh, Joe appears in the video, I believe, and then I believe her first actual in-office appearance is in the next episode, the manager and the salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we get Gabe come in, and like it's so funny to think about Gabe's introduction versus what he becomes. Yeah. Because Gabe, right. yeah, enters as this. Uh, you know, just like well, this. first they tear his box of equipment apart. <laughs> right. So this is here for Gabe Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry, as you were. No, it's just funny that like, you know, he comes in as the voice of corporate. He's kind of this yeah. corporate. Gabe seems tall. You know, yeah. he's like, yeah. he's kind of this. Uh, he's corporate wallpaper. He's sort of yeah. just, he's the living embodiment of like a corporate policy where it's like, why is he here? Well, he just has to be because it's in the handbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get, uh, again, I think it's, uh, it's a bit of a slow burn with, mm-hmm. you know, with Aaron, mm-hmm. with Gabe. They're introduced. They seem normal. The more you get to know them, they're total creeps. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, and you just get it in little bites at first that kind of Gabe's a bit of a pushover when it comes to Joe. And then just more and more and more, we we see that slowly develop. And then all of a sudden, he's Sometimes total... I wonder if I have ovaries in my scrotum. <laughs> well, you know, Gabe comes in and he's kind of this extra corporate figure. And it's funny because he's kind of, he's definitely, he's so far from Charles who is operating as a managerial figure in the conference room. Yes. And also very far from Toby. Right. He's another corporate figure. But mm. Toby's like such a It's been checked out since over. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar says I've been checked out, huh? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, Gabe only comes up from time to time. I mean, the Halloween episode, the uh, costume contest episode, yeah. I should say, season seven. Oh, no, Michael, Gabe's not the boss. You're the boss. You know, <laughs> like there's like, that weird, funny tension between Saber corporate, Dunder Mifflin and Michael and all these things. And, Gabe becomes, you know, such a ridiculous figure. Like you think of where he comes in as like the representative. They all applaud for him. And he goes, and also to you. And they clap right back. (laughs) Contrast that to like season eight when he's like making fun of Daryl and trying to hit on Val. Melakaliki Maka is Hawaii's way. (laughs) You know, she'll be screaming it all night. Yeah. (laughs) She'll be screaming her own last name. (laughs) Is that a palm tree or did Gabe get skinnier? Either way, that's peon. <laughs> I would even take apricot preserves at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he does fall so far. I mean, because the the um, the uh, 
what what is it? The cheer? Not is that what it was? Uh, no, Glee. Um, oh, Glee. <laughs> yeah. The Glee party. People. Everyone kind of like respects him a little bit still, mm-hmm. and like there's a threat of right. him, you know, kind of. Uh, Gotta go to the boss's party, Michael. Yeah. 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 Right. And then Aaron sort of, you know, he's like, yes, I've been dating Aaron. It has been, in a word, exquisite. Uh, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're still dating. Why do you always ask me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's a rat, and I think he's trying to ruin my relationship. <laughs> I think he's a rat. Well, like, yeah, G- yeah, and Gabe is another, it's funny, like, how different it is than, say, you know, uh, Karen, where it's like, well, he's another, like, person he very he's maybe the youngest person like who comes mm-hmm. in next to Aaron mm-hmm. um like he's another person who's like seemingly plugged into current pop culture is young but just has nothing nothing right. to offer like anyone else in his age group um at, at the at the office and part of that is I think too just he's he's almost transient and like he's he half belongs to corporate he half belongs to the Scranton branch, but mainly he's just sort of Joe's attack dog or not attack dog, but like mm-hmm. watchdog, lap dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Shardy has two attack dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's just not respected by anyone. Um, I don't, doesn't really seem like he cares that much. He tries to assert his dominance, but he can be easily bought out for a nameplate. One of those right. little nameplates. <laughs> like he's just not, I don't, we don't really know what he wants. Yeah. What's in it for GSL? <laughs> yeah, like I don't, not sure. It seems like he just kind of wants to not be alone and he yeah. wants to create soundscapes. Well, and he shows more and more sort of like as he gets revealed, his character and, and granted his apartment in a viewing party seems a little more normal or not so weird. But like as we get into like season eight, like he becomes stranger and stranger. Yeah. With mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, his, right. his you know, um, all of his cinema, the unsettling girl talk <laughs> <laughs> or like when like the like, game, do you have anything? And he's like, uh-huh. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's got footage of Stanley in his own yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> is that my grandmother? Yeah. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, as a corporate figure, you know, there, there's like he gets kind of pushed around a lot of times. Uh, Stan, yeah. you're up next. It wasn't me. What a rich timber your voice has. Right. <laughs> and and that when uh, when we go to Tallahassee, he's his desk is just in the lobby. <laughs> Like kind he of behind it, a plant, like, a yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. yeah, he has me toiling a lot of people for him. <laughs> and his schedule is, is Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like he's, he's not even in the yeah. same place for two days in a row. What better right. way to get over my crippling fear of flying? <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever been in a situation too where okay, just, where where you you find yourself in a position at work where you're a little bit like I don't really know who my boss is. Mm-hmm. Like you know he's got you know he's Joe's lapdog and then he's Robert's lapdog and like you know he's in between places and stuff like that. Yeah, I've uh, I've, I've had that i've had that position sure. before on a yeah. movie where you're like you're like my role is not clearly defined here and i'm <laughs> kind of just everybody's <laughs> assistant yeah yeah uh, yeah that's that's pretty much his whole character mm-hmm. i would say up until i mean how does he exit really uh it's uh, at the end of free family portrait studio so yeah uh, or at least like if we go by his credits mm-hmm. sure uh at the end of free family portrait studio when david wallace comes back to buy the company um, you know, Robert California makes his exit. We just don't that see sort Gabe. Of yeah. Removes Saber from the right. We don't right. really see Gabe again until moving on when Andy That's brings right. him back and Aaron says, "Oh, oh no." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, something I love about Gabe, obviously, Zach Woods is an incredible, uh, you know, improv mm-hmm. actor. Some of the best bloopers are Zach Woods making people laugh. Um, but it's funny, like his. 
maybe his Gabe's greatest moment. No one from the office sees, which would be his speech as Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Like that's probably his his crowning achievement <laughs> as far as getting applause from people. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he, t- he tells a whole story. He acts it out. It's beautiful, <laughs> and then no one no one's gonna see it. Yeah. It's, well, it's funny you mention that. So I mean, this this has become a little bit of a, just a Gabe appreciation moment, and rightfully so. We love Gabe. <laughs> we, right? love Gabe. we all love laughing at all the Gabe moments yeah. for sure. But it's funny you mention that because I mean, as far as his exit goes, it just kind of happens. I believe it kind of happens with the whimper. I can't think of like. Kind of yeah. happens sort of silently, and that's okay. I mean, it happens with a lot of people because yeah. end of the shows season, up too. yeah, and then like new season, they always say like, "All right, this is what happened." So like beginning of season nine, mm-hmm. uh, I think, or maybe even Toby says it. I, I am embarrassed now that I can't think of it, but he talks yeah. like Toby's talking about Kelly and Ryan going to Miami, Ohio. Right, and, right. Um, you know, Gabe is just kind of gone, right. um, and but oh, you know, he does have. It's funny, like he doesn't <laughs> have that. He comes in as a sort of mild presence and leaves this very strange one. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we go then to Joe Bennett, so Joe Bennett, you know, comes in as this sort of whirlwind with dogs and Gabe carrying all of her stuff. And she's got this. Yeah. You never know with Joe. Yeah. Even yeah. on the video where we meet her <laughs> right on the video call with Michael, even through video, she is commanding that room. She is literally making Gabe move the laptop. She's able to. She's able to, hey, hey, like as Michael's yeah, walking buddy. out of a room, hey, like, yeah. convinces Michael like, to turn with, around and like. With all due yeah. respect, I've never seen a company more mismanaged than Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I mean, if you just look at all the previous bosses or people above Michael, yeah. you got Jan, David Wallace, Charles, you know, nobody's come in and demanded this much respect. Everybody likes her. Everybody wants them to like wants her to like them yeah um you know she's 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 very interesting she doesn't take any bs from anybody including dwight (laughs) you know uh it's uh she's totally different um corporate figure i think with with joe she has such a big influence on michael on jim on dwight Mm -hmm. on all these characters um and she is just sort of a forceful presence i think it is it is good that she's mostly in the back half of season six and not so much in season seven um because i mean it's kathy bates right you're not going to get her for like probably the the rest of the show but she does have such a good power and influence on all these characters i mean she's she destroys the co-manager thing um Mm -hmm. sounds like each of you is doing half a job he's like can't what is it can't give me syrup and tell me it's gravy because gravy ain't sweet is it jim right (laughs) and and then um i think also you know when she's talking to dwight about not owning land and, you know, even when she tells Aaron to go home because she's sick. Right. You know, sure. Um, like, Bum on Adam's a girl's gun. Right. Yeah. You know, what is she like? Oh, she calls her like a little mouse or something like that. Right. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> you need to go home sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just has this commanding presence. And I think like it changes a lot of things in the office. It feels very competent. Yeah. Which is kind of in line or it kind of follows the the incompetence, let's say, that we see from sort of Dunder Mifflin corporate from like seasons four through six and a half. Yeah, you know, or the first half of six. Yeah, um, and you know, it seems like Saber comes in as the savior. Joe is like the figurehead of Saber, and she's the one who's making all these changes. She's like the one who maybe can get Holly back from Nashua. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one who is is changing all these things, and um, you know, she just has such a big, forceful presence on all the characters. She almost she almost comes in as like, oh, finally, we've been waiting for maybe this kind of a character for mm-hmm. six seasons. Someone who can just look and be like, this is ridiculous. What are yeah. we doing? I mean, even David, <laughs> like even David Wallace is so, such an absentee father to the branch where you're just like, 
Dude, if you spent one day here, you'd you'd see like you need to get rid of Michael. Like, yeah, replace Michael one hundred percent. As soon as he says that, you know, he and Jan slept together right. <laughs> very, and, very early in the yeah. show. And and Joe comes in and immediately holds Michael accountable and Michael kind of like responds to it in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael like wants to be respected by Joe. Mm-hmm. Um and it, yeah, she's she's so she has a breath of fresh air in some ways. And it's like they did a very good job casting Kathy Bates and she does such a good job portraying this character because it, I remember watching it as the show was coming out and you're like, now it's going to be a safe, like it's a different company. It's not even Dunder Mifflin. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. paper. How does this even work? And even her coming in just being like her, her whole introduction um, is just so you're just like, Oh, I can, I can relax. Like we're in great hands here. Yeah. This is going to work because she believes it can work. So we're good. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, yeah, she's she's Kathy Bates is awesome, awesome in this role. Very, very good. Yeah, and when she she comes in twice, once on the call, hey buddy, and just like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, or Gabe, I don't want to talk to your crotch. Like she's she her character's established so firmly, it's so fully baked right from the get go, and then when she physically comes into the office with the Great Danes, I mean, she is she is like that is what her personality feels like is two giant dogs coming in. Everyone's like, whoa, speak. <laughs> uh, well, how they long, like you. Yeah, they're sniffing. How, <laughs> long, how long has it gone? <laughs> how far has it gone? Like that. That what you, you know, that moment. How far too, has it gone? That moment too, where like <laughs> you, know, you don't love all the facts. I love him. She's not mad. Which yeah. are <laughs> There's a bit him. of a. There's a bit of a Logan Roy in, a in bit. her. You a know, bit. from Succession of mm. like you know. She, she'll deal, you know. She, right? She, Are you a no, freak? No problem is uh, unfamiliar to her. Yeah, she's she's knows how to get rid of skeletons in the closet. She sure. knows how to bury the bodies. Oh, like yeah. to get to where she is. Just like Michael, I have a lunch later with the chief of police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she she just is. She's operating on a whole nother corporate level than anyone else we've met on yeah. the show. Um, and it's it's a really fun ingredient um, to come into the show. And I, you know, it's, I agree with your point, Edwin. Like. She's not overused. Yeah. Would they have used Kathy Bates more if they could? Probably. Mm-hmm. But um, she's just the right amount of present. Um, and her exit is also kind of unceremonious, though, um, as far as Robert California. Maybe we so can transition. Her last. Yeah, yeah. We can we can move. Well, there is someone in season seven we should talk about in between. Oh, uh, I know uh, who Gabe, you're talking about. Joe and, Ka- and Robert California. But basically, yeah, I think Kathy Bates last line, Joe Bennett's last line is in um, the search committee. And she says, um, She's talking about Nellie, but she says, well, I'm not saying you must hire her. If you find someone who's clearly a fit, then fine. Just make sure they fit real good. No more manager turnover. Don't mess this up, Jim. Yeah. Give Dwight an interview. I like a little bit of crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there, we go into the list, and Jim is g- describing that Robert California, the search committee decided on mm-hmm. Robert California, who came in, took one look around, drove down to Tallahassee, convinced Joe to give him her job. Yeah. CEO. Yeah. I love yeah. the way he looks at the camera. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously there's like uh, a couple mentions of Joe later on. Robert talks about Joe being his boss, you mm-hmm. know. Right. Um, but it is interesting that she, she must just be the head of the board or something yeah. like that. She still owns the company. Right. Yeah. Folks, let's say you're a business owner. It's a brand new year. Things are off to a great start. But as we all know, eventually you will start to fall behind. There's just too much to do. Teams get buried in manual work. It takes forever to close the books. You got taxes coming up. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 
37,025. Thirty-seven thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So, you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free at netsuite.com Scott. That's netsuite.com Scott to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com Scott. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Well, I guess that's a good transition then. Mm-hmm. To... Well, no, there's one in between. Oh, sorry. There's a fan sorry. favorite. Or, uh, also, uh, FYI, uh, I don't <laughs> technically have a hearing problem, but sometimes when there's a lot of noises occurring uh, at the same time, I'll hear them as one big jumble. Uh, again, it's not that I can't hear uh, because that's false. I can. Um, I just can't distinguish between everything I'm hearing. Got it. That brings How us could to I Nate. <laughs> That's false. I can. Nate, who enters in season seven in the sex ed episode. Yeah. Um, and becomes a fixture of, of the office of our podcast. It worked so well. I'm so happy that it came together that I mean, way. We have his introduction. That's yeah. his introduction right there. That's yeah. You're so a bueno worker. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's his introduction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. But it, it's Nate comes in. And then Nate is, Nate, as he is affectionately early referred to early on who is this guy by our cars <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. yeah yeah man dwight needed a henchman yeah i yeah. uh i i only wish that we got more of that action oh, that's but... awesome mm-hmm. reply it i know <laughs> he has a henchman at his farm and he has one at the office he's got right. mose and nate it's nate, awesome nate doesn't have exude much of a presence on the rest of the staff no. decides to like interrupt and kind of be there you know at times yeah Nate, yeah, <laughs> not concern you. Yeah, but Nate, Dwight sees something where he's like, "I can mold this guy. Like oh, this yeah. guy is mine." Mm-hmm. Uh, Reply yeah. it. <laughs> Nate is the Mose of Dwight's day place. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. Says here he works for Dow Chemical. We've lived together for thirty years, and I've never <laughs> once seen you go to work. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he they he's 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 we we learn about Nate, uh, or we're, sorry, we're rather we're introduced to Nate. There is no slow burn with Nate. No, right out the gate. No, this Dwight guy. P- Dwight picks him up on a curb. <laughs> yeah, where like temporary workers are hanging out. See, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, the only one. He's like, we don't talk to that man. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, Nate doesn't know. No quiero decir más. Don't. That's that's such a great minor character too. Uh, so, so I mean, 
what what else do you need to know about Nate other than that mm-hmm. he's just he'll he's looking for any kind of work to the point where he'll stand well, up well, there he's in a kind flannel. of there to kind of distract and deflect and create ridiculous moments. I mean, yeah. you think kind about, of like Creed. Yeah, a yeah, bit. he does. He does. He's got about the same line yeah. ratio mm-hmm. as Creed. He'll say he'll chime in with something that no one responds to. That's very uh-huh. Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> having only known you a short while, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, he's just kind of there. Yeah. Oh, Daryl. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, does Nate have any talking heads? I don't. I, don't, I think can't so. think of one. Whoa. I don't think he has any talking heads. You probably. Whoa! Is, I can't think okay. of one. Do you think that is a benefit because it keeps Nate as the strange person yes. that we don't get access to? Yeah. Yes. Or is it as tragedy because we don't don't get to hear more of Nate just talking to a camera that wants to hear what he has to say? <laughs> I think it fits go- with the story that the crew mm-hmm. was like. Dude, we asked him a question, and he just talked for like 15 minutes, and none of it's usable. He couldn't seem to hear the questions. He just... <laughs> my, my mother and I are quarreling, because uh, I, I can't stay out of her stuff. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nate doesn't have an exit. He appears in the finale. So, yes. Yeah. But and he also isn't a character that gets what he wants. He's just kind of he's just kind of Nate. What yeah. does Nate want? <laughs> yeah, a I job, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wants to stay employed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants a piece of gum. Yeah, not too minty though. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a. He's kind of a Gabe, Toby mashup. A uh, mm-hmm. little bit of. Yeah, he sort of just floats. Exists mm-hmm. occasionally. He's tested by Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Die. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, when he has to deal with the beehive, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And then when the whole like you know, I mean, obviously when they have to rehire the warehouse. They're so desperate that Nate is 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 the example of this is how desperate they are for anyone. <laughs> yeah. They just need a warm we need we need a warm body uh, is all we need down there. Nate and Gideon mm-hmm. and Bruce from the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, one of the great delivers of bloopers. Yeah, Mark Brooks and uh, I've been see I don't know why I've been seeing a lot of the Frank did it did it. One keeps coming across my feeds. Um, of, do you know who who defaced the mural? Frank. Frank did it. I don't know his last name, but sure, yeah, Frank did it. Did it. <laughs> Improvised right there. That's amazing. That's. A good I would have loved a Gabe Nate scene. Just the two of them having lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like an episode. Yeah, that they discover a friendship. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's more he's more gullible than like Aaron. Yeah. Totally. He's, 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 Who's he's, the weakest one? He's yeah. the densest person There's in the Nate, office. There's Nate like <laughs> struggling to like stack the flat cardboard boxes. <laughs> Nate, your mother is dying. <laughs> so she's gonna pull through again. Falls to his knees. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Uh, well, okay. We if you want more Nate content, you can check out most episodes of this podcast, but also our Nate episode, <laughs> which is one of our all-time favorites. Um, one of the last ones I have here is Robert California, in yeah. se- also in season seven. He comes in in search committee, right. and he's one of the candidates along with Ray Romano and Warren Buffett and uh, Ellie Ke- uh, uh, sorry, Catherine Tate as Nellie Bertram. Correct. I almost said Ellie Kemper. Um, <clears throat> as these different characters who are vying for this new manager job. Um, we don't know, or we didn't know as viewers, who's going to become the next manager. But Robert right. California obviously comes in like a wrecking ball, uh, steamroller maybe I should say. And there you go. Uh, makes his presence felt from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. I, I love, I mean, like I said, Charles is kind of this precursor to to Robert. I'm thinking of when Jim's Jim's presence, and he's like, you strike me as someone who won't be flattened, Jim. You can answer that. <laughs> yes. 
It was your choice, not mine. You know. Um, yeah. You're a man and then of later, great confidence. <laughs> and then later, Jim says, "He terrifies me, but I also think he might be a genius." <laughs> yeah, I mean, then that's that's sort of him. He's creepy. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's this lizard king. He has an access to it. It's like, yeah, he's he he he's he's just he's the dark. He's a dark web human. He's the human version of the dark web. Where it's like you're in a whole different. You operate in a whole different part of of life here. Uh, and I'm on the freaking moon, Robert. <laughs> and it's you know it's one of the few characters we literally get an interview with him before we meet him. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see he's one of the only characters to look at the cameraman the way he does that mm-hmm. we see that stays in the credits. Mm-hmm. Where he, Kind of cocks his head to the side, and he sort of, you know, you're like, he you're always like Dwight out immediately. He's like the Terminator, where it's like he's scanning, and there's information in his eyes, and he's just going like, ah, oh, I can see your weakness now. Like he mm-hmm. stop trying to figure me out. Yeah, too late. Yeah. Um, and he does it to the the camera crew, and like no one, no one has done that yet. And, um, so he's he's a dis, he's just a such he's maybe the most disarming character that comes in, mm-hmm. I would say, out of out of everyone we've talked about. Well, and he, I mean, the, just the responses he gets from all these characters, Robert California, let's have a conversation, you know, like there's so much of what he brings in terms of like mm-hmm. getting the characters to act a certain way, um, and yeah, he just he changes the show completely, completely. Like yeah. he becomes this sort of weird center of like the center of gravity, or that has a gravitational pull. That affects yeah. all these other characters around right. him. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love, too, that, like, you know, he, sure, he's a Charles Minor, but he, you know, he's a slow burn also. We kind of start to, he reveals his weird oh, yeah. uh, flaws and weaknesses. Mrs. Robert California is a, right. is a, is a important episode for that, you know, with him running in frantic, mm-hmm. you know, and yet he's still manipulative, even still. Um and then, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, all is revealed sort of in the in his exit when we learn his real name and all that. Right. Well, or like you think about what Harry Janerone says in the Lizard Gang. <laughs> he says in Turf Wars, Robert's running this place in the ground, you know. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow. OK, this is like a fresh perspective from someone. Yes. Who is not Jim or Dwight or Lloyd Gross. This right. is a <laughs> someone right. else who kind of has a, a beat on what's going on with the company. Yeah. He's he, he's a predator. Like yeah. he is a predator in every way, which is he enjoys the thrill of the chase more than anything. We, I think we get this right away in his interview when he's like, he loves the interview process. He likes to be, he likes to win at an interview and the, yeah. the pregnant pause and then the yeah, my you get, response. You get the, yeah, you get the sense that he is going and doing interviews like for fun. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? And, and also like. If anyone had stopped and thought about it, it's like Robert doesn't make any sense. He has like billionaire energy, but why did he apply for the manager position? He doesn't. He also apparently. Well, I don't know. I guess he moves to Tallahassee. Right. To to. to but his uh, house in Scranton, like that, is not a manager's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yeah. A CEO's when, house. When did he buy like, that? Yeah. Why is it? In, why did he buy it in Scranton? What was his life before? Why didn't he Saber buy it? and Dunder Mifflin? Yeah. He would have bought a penthouse in New York. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just like he's a man of complete mystery. He probably doesn't need the job. He's got some dark money. Mm-hmm. Um, his identity is concealed. Like he has. He's just. He's he's unlike anyone else. Well, he's he's not like Joe at all. And and. What's kind of revealed, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, in the end, is that he is maybe an international criminal. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. it's kind of says that he's basically running like a sex trafficking thing. Is what? It, or he's about is, to get involved with one. Yeah. 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 Um. So, 
So yeah, we have no idea what he's been up to before. I'd love to see the Netflix documentary about Bob Kazimakis. <laughs> right. And I mean, you, you're like, it's it, to catch him having him, you know, giving him, giving the Mrs. California, like it's interesting. They even made the choice to have give him a wife, but I do think we see he, his, he's his whole life. He's presenting a facade even to his wife. Right. I think that's pretty clear. And she's kind of already starting to figure this out. It's kind of the energy she gets. She's off. totally looking to have an affair with Andy. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I will not be blackmailed by a soft penis debutante. Yeah. Um, loves geishas. Uh, yeah, and he's, that's a sto- yeah. That is, sorry, that is a storyline that I do wish had played out a little more is like Andy is now having an affair with Rob- yeah. oh, <laughs> Robert California. That would be great. Yeah. Ex wife or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, his his chemistry with Nelly is really funny, where he just can't make a decision, where he, mm-hmm. where like like the sort of effect she has on him. And he's very upfront. Mm-hmm. He's very he's he's both a man of total secrecy and very upfront about things. When mm-hmm. he's feeling horny, when he's feeling <laughs> anything, he will let people know. Yeah, he calls people winners and losers to their face. Um, but yeah, he's 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 just he, like I said, he's just totally disarming, and people oh, don't know what to do. And his son. Right. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Seems like all he talks about is sex. That's not true. He just talks about flesh. <laughs> and uh, his last episode is Free Family Portrait Studio. Their last yeah. episode of season eight, right. where he talks to David Wallace, and everyone just kind of like looks at the camera as he kind of makes his exit. Mm-hmm. And he kisses Andy and turns to the camera and says, Everyone, it's been a great year. Right. <laughs> it is, uh, it, looking at all these exits, it's kind of. Um, it's the most exity of an exit. Mm-hmm. He gets to make yeah. a speech. He, you know, we, something is revealed about him. He says what just, he's what he'll be doing now. He says goodbye, and that's it. He doesn't come back. Yeah, it's gone. And I, you know, like I say, when he's a predator, like I think he he just likes to come and conquer and leave and go on to the next meal, whatever it is. And it's like, how many times has he done this? Who knows? But mm. he clearly, like you say, he's not great at. He doesn't care if he runs the business into the ground. He's going to move on to he's something move else. To the next. Thing. He can talk himself in and out of anything. So mm-hmm. he doesn't care. Yeah, the consequences. I mean, he's 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 a sociopath, right? Like you don't pre- even know his real name. <laughs> pretty clearly, I don't think he actually cares about anyone. No, um, but he likes. He also just he loves squeezing people. He loves he loves forcing people to admit something to themselves about themselves, or like mm-hmm. the Halloween. Like he just enjoys that control, and so mm-hmm. his his presence in the show when he comes in, yeah, that's and it's it's at a it's at a point in the show where it's like kind of the right time to meet Robert California in season eight where it's like, yeah, we've gotten to know everyone. We think we know everything about every character and he kind of challenges that. Yeah. Which is, which is cool. Yeah. I, I, I guess like what Robert really wants is like, you know, uh, is when he talks about his house and he talks about how he wanted to yeah. have like, you know, orgies and all he wants that. To wipe that's, grease on the walls. Right. And... That's what it's all. That's where he's like working towards. And yeah. then I met the vegan. <laughs> we did on our Patreon. We did a special series about uh, Party Down, and there's a character in Party Down who's like Thomas Lennon's character oh, who right. tries to have the yeah. Robert yeah, California that's, party. That's right. I always think about that now with Robert California. Yeah. It's like I had imagined the masquerade and mm-hmm. hidden identities, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, it would, it would never happen that way. What's the uh, what's the grove with the giant owl that like, Bohemian Grove? Yeah, but he, yeah. that's that's where he's headed. He goes every year. Yeah, he's yeah. got it. Yeah. He's there. He's already you mean the, the grove, the mall. <laughs> yeah, Steamtown Mall, California. Uh, yeah, but you're right. I like yeah. His exit is it's the most look you in the eye exit out mm-hmm. of everyone here. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. There is another season seven exit that we might want to talk about a little bit. That we kind I mean 
Michael's exit in season seven. Oh yeah, is also probably <laughs> worth considering. We spent a lot. I mean, the the, re- yeah. the thing is, the idea is kind of like intros and exits, like characters who come in, come out. Michael's exit is so dramatic; it's it's worth its own episode. And we've done quite Multi a bit episode. on Michael, yeah. you know, leaving. And so I don't know. Like Michael's, it's very funny to, and maybe we'll, we can breeze through it, but like. Michael's exit is so different. All these characters leave kind of immediately. They leave at the end of the season. Yeah. They it's the most sentimental. We don't yeah. see them again. Michael has to get kind of untangled from everything in the office with all this resolution with every character before he can really make his clean break. Yeah. 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 He. Uh, there's something about him. It's like an emotional goodbye like to the audience, you know, for his exit, yeah. which you don't No other character has something mm-hmm. like that in the whole show. Yeah. Except for the finale, which is kind of everyone. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But like, my, like Michael is the sun in the solar system for this show. And when he leaves, it's like it's a bit everyone feels a bit lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, D'Angelo, like Will Ferrell comes in as just as bright of a light for a few episodes. But mm-hmm. Um, he just bridges the gap till Robert California. I mean, that's the thing why it's maybe not worth talking about D'Angelo in this regard because D'Angelo's yeah. in and out so quickly. Yeah. You don't get to see the extended effects, really. You know? He's the Simpsons meme of yeah. Grandpa Abe coming in and out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bar. Why don't you and I get together after work? Grab a little sixer. Yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, the REM album. Um, oh, I don't remember. Uh, for the people. On the jukebox. Bring some sausage if you want. <laughs> he goes, I think you'll find what you're looking for. Automatic for the people. That's, <laughs> he goes, he goes <laughs> I think you'll find what you're looking for over there. And he plays the Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michael, Michael's exit becomes, you know, is his own thing. And it leads right. to all these characters, Search Committee, Robert California, all these characters vying for manager Jacques Souvenier, Andy Darrell. Um, Etc. <laughs> and uh, the only other kind of thing that we could see as a as a comparison is when Michael thinks he's leaving in season three. Yeah, right. I want to thank you for him. <laughs> then Dwight stops it. <laughs> Who's ready to work? <laughs> is that the same? Is that the same little uh, boombox that he brings to Ryan's class? It's got to be. It's got to be. I, <laughs> I hope so. I haven't looked. That's got to be the same so. one. <laughs> he loves that move. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, who Nelly? Do we or do we want to? Yeah, I mean Nelly's another one comes in in season at the end of season seven in sure. the search committee time. Mm-hmm. Um, she also comes in in a way that makes you think that maybe she won't be a permanent character, but right. um, obviously she comes kind of makes her return. In yeah. the Tallahassee arc, I guess, you know, she doesn't exert much of a presence on the office until she comes back and takes Andy's job. Right. Yeah. Um, but when she does, it changes it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these characters are responding to her because she's giving out these raises. And she's like, Angela, dock Andy's pay, you know, until he has to get out of the office. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely noticing now two camps here where there's there's the characters who are introduced with a slow burn. They show up. They're kind of normal. And then there, it's revealed. You know, their their quirks mm-hmm. and all these things are revealed slowly. There's the people who just like burst in with you know, right. a, and it's all on the table. Nelly is crazy, yeah. <laughs> right out the gate. Huge whopping piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, her interview is wild, and then everything that you yeah. know, comes after that. Yeah, is, uh, her normalcy almost comes out, at, you know, with time. Yeah, right. I mean, there's no one else like her in the cast. Yeah. I mean, we, no. we again refer to our Nelly episode mm-hmm. um, for a full breakdown, but she only really has an entrance. I mean, she kind of her exit is with everyone else at the yeah, end of the, the show. Finale. So, and she doesn't like have outside of this managerial thing where she right. clearly, you know, 
does a lot with Andy and with right. Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she doesn't have as much of a uh, of an influence on the rest of the staff, so to speak. I mean, obviously, Except Toby. Yeah, Toby falls for her. Yeah, right. I kissed that man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, also like as for Pam as like one of Pam's friends, um, and then you know maybe that moment where Jim and they have to stop the party with why why is Jim treating the magician poorly? <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence! Uh. Uh, <laughs> you know, but Nellie doesn't have the same sort of uh, she has her own. I mean, like we're going quickly over or through Nellie's contribution to the show mm-hmm. um but she does have a, like her own unique influence and i think it's in andy green's book where like they have this great performer but they they talk about like some of the interviews say that they have this great performer in Catherine tape but it doesn't seem like they know what to do with her right, all the time right. within the audience right yeah. they have so many great performers at once mm-hmm. um this, yeah i do love the uh and like you know she like the thing about Nelly and Andy and Andy trying to fire her and uh, Nelly. I love when she says the quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It blesseth who he gives and he who takes. Tis mightiest and the mightiest. <laughs> Don't you play the bard card. <laughs> and then Andy says, uh, all right, you sly bastard. What can you start? <laughs> so there, there is like some funny moments with Nelly for sure. Very, very well. Very no well. offense, but are there a lot of Irish people living around here? Yes. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I used to talk like this. Was your bloody horrendous, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, you know, yeah. every now and then, to go along with the theme of New Year's resolutions, yeah, I think about you know, I'm sure many people listening, and you know, how, how often does a New Year's resolution start running again? Mm-hmm. And whenever I go back to start yeah. running after like a break, I always think to myself that same Nelly quote where she's like, "It's how I came to briefly drive an F1 car, <laughs> two of the slowest laps ever recorded." <laughs> and I always want to make that like my Strava caption when I go for my first run back uh, after yeah. a long time gone. Yeah. Two of the slowest laps ever recorded. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's another screw the teapot. Like, yeah. show me that race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like trying to merge. Yeah. Uh, um, is that Clark. it? Oh, Pete and Clark. Yeah. Oh, oh do we yeah. have to? All right. Well, we did Pete and Clark recently, or we talked season about season nine. Recently. You know, their intro. I mean, that's that's the thing, and and not to not to diminish their characters, but as far it's as okay, like you making can. an entrance and like like uh, they don't have the same impact or splash maybe as uh, as some of these other characters because right. they come in at the be- at sort of this reset. Ryan right. and Kelly are gone. Gabe and Robert are now gone. And they're so nakedly the yeah. new. New Jim, new Jim Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really does. I mean, their introduction is so quick with, yeah, it, yeah, it's like almost in the same breath as like, okay, we're losing these people and now we have some new people. Mm-hmm. It it does feel like, um, it, it almost just feels like the show just telling you like, okay, we got, we have new people. There you for go. Season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. New stories. There's no like, there's no big story. Like you don't see their interview process. You don't see any of that. And right. it's funny too, a little bit how uh, Pete and we talk about this notion of being uh, Karen being um, relatable to Jim, relatable to the audience, or being one of the cool, quote unquote, yeah. people on staff. It's funny to think about that with Pete, where he comes in and, and he and Jim is asking him all about, uh, you know, sports and things, and like they can't connect on anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tennis, boxing, yeah, Amazing Race, yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. Yeah. The and then face later, Jim yeah. makes it so just like, oh, it's close. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. It is the new Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we get their intro and it's it's more like, it's very funny because the episode is called New Guys, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But then That's the right. focus is really on Dwight 
slacklining Dwight, uh, you know, trying to show you how a real man walks across a flaccid cord. Um, <laughs> but then later he finds himself dangling from the uh, from above the parking lot. Right, right, right. Yeah. And like this is when we start in season one, like Jim and Dwight's relationship is already so established. They've been working together for years. It's you just can't recreate that with Pete and Clark. So, yeah, their introduction feels more just like, oh, yes. OK, here's some new meat for season nine. Mm-hmm. And literally, that, that, I mean, for Jan, here's some new meat and Clark. There you go. Um, and here's a new boyfriend for Aaron, who's at least better than her last two. So great. Very true. Yeah. Well, it's like in the way that Kelly and Ryan are sort of written off, like they're both written in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. I'm going to be hanging out on the beach with Gloria Stefan yeah. and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's such a clear void that mm-hmm. they fill, and it's sort of like, okay. Yeah. Got it. You know, mm-hmm. dust your hands off. Let's mm-hmm. do season nine. Speaking of dusting our hands off, conference room? Let's do it. Let's say we do. All right, you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. Uh, all right. Welcome to this conference room. Just a couple things. Uh, as we've already gone for quite a, quite a long time on this yeah. episode. Longer well, this, than is our, this is our last uh, moments together. Oh, uh, yeah. Physically in the stew. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been really, really great. Edwin yeah, flies we're, back. We're, you we're here. in person again. Yeah. yeah, Edwin flies to Switzerland again. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then two weeks after that, going into a submersible, we're going to go check out the Titanic. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> what do you got on deck for the flight? You got any yeah. cool movies, cool shows? Yeah. That's that's what I look up. That's my genre on Netflix that gets recommended to me. Cool movies. Cool movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your, Love Actually, sentimental was, European uh, dramas? Yeah, I was, was like, it? yeah. What is, yeah. <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was so funny. Hold on. I'll sentimental speech, European right? comedy? Yeah. Whatever. It was it was, it was was funnier than that. Yeah. But uh, um, but no, it's, it's nice to make the, uh, the most of these last couple times that we have to record in person and just kind of yeah. enjoy it. But yeah. And as the new year, as the new year, as 2024 is, is uh, revving, its in, revving its engine. Sentimental European up, comedies. Sentimental <laughs> European comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we figured we'd kind of do the same. Talk about um, ourselves and uh, and sort of things we want to leave in 2023 and things we want to embrace going forward. Yes. Uh, before we do that really quick, I do want to share one email we got. Um, yeah. Before we close the show, this is from Ruth uh, in Kansas City. Uh, who says, uh, hi, MSPC. I'm a newish tot, uh, and I joined after I made it through all your Thank other you episodes. Wow. And I fi- found you guys at the beginning of 2023 and needed more. I just listened to the last episode of 2023 where you talk about IRL sightings of office actors, so I saw- thought I'd send this over. Uh, so I'm going to skip a little bit here, but she went to an Office Ladies live show cool. uh, in Kansas City back in... Uh, or No, sorry. She took a trip from Kansas City to Toronto to see it back in September. Yeah. She says, as I'm sitting there anxious and nervous in the sixth row of the auditorium, three guys sit down behind me, two with beards. I'm not (laughs) thinking clearly and can only think of the one screenshot from one of your YouTube videos you posted (laughs) on Instagram of what you guys look like. And I turn around and ask, are you guys the Michael Scott podcast company? (laughs) Because, you know, why wouldn't you have traveled from around the world to be at their show? Uh, This was also before I'd caught up enough to know that Edwin had moved to Switzerland. Uh, Quote, unquote, Alex says, what's that? (laughs) Quote, unquote, Sean then says, no, we're not that cool. And it turns out, quote, unquote, Edwin had an accent, maybe French. So I could have just waited to hear them talk before looking like an idiot. Sounds like he's cooler than me. Uh, Jenna and uh, Angela put on an amazing show, of course, and I may have cried a bit when they walked out. I got a picture with them afterwards, which she attached. Looks great. Um, And I ran down to the stage 
where they finished. I should have gotten a picture with the fake with the fake MSPC. <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been cool. <laughs> I know. I would like to see that. Um, I also went to an office trivia night with David Keckner, uh, oh, cool. aka Todd Packer, in Kansas City last week. I Sick. went with my sister, who's maybe seen The Office once all the way through, but <laughs> okay. I said I could carry us for trivia. Her tri- her trivia team name. Practically Kimishtanos oh, really <laughs> from your ideas that you've thrown out. So good. I guess that was our idea. Nice. <laughs> uh, she got seventh place out of 74. Wow. That's, that's really a good. huge really good. trivia. Especially Whoa. carrying the team. Isn't that great? Yeah. She says, I should have yeah. been third as I answered nervously on a couple and I answered wrong too quickly. Mm. So I'm going to say an honorary third place. Other trivia team names Heck from yeah. that night. Moe's and the Scarecrows. We were never given Love a it. name. Love Fun it. Runners for the Cure, Tan All Over, Jan All Over, yeah. Frozen Sprinkles, <laughs> Pam Pam oh. and her Pam Pams, and A Little Stitious. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so there you go. Um, she goes on to say, thank you so much. Your podcast has been a true comfort over the last four years. We've grown so much. Congrats to Sean and Alex on your baby announcements. Thank How you. cool that they're so close. Mm-hmm. Also, Sweet Sean. Sweet baby's boinker. <laughs> Sean, to close the year out, can I get one last a limousine for the road? A limousine. Love you guys, Ruth in Kansas City. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Ruth. And awesome, uh, you guys Ruth. check out the pictures. Dude, I'm jealous. Like, w- we should do stuff like that. A few people have, like, you know, mentioned the, you know, the office con mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah. going on or coming up. Let's wait till we have babies, then we can start <clears throat> doing all that. That'll we'll be the perfect time. Yeah. That'll be easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's super cool, and uh, <laughs> yeah, would mm-hmm. love to would love to meet the uh, mysterious uh, MSPC doppelgangers. Yeah, hit us up. I mean, they didn't know what it was. Hopefully, but... now, hopefully, they're listeners now. I mean, I th- yeah, I think Ruth is doing some guerrilla marketing here yeah, on yeah. the ground. Clearly they at like the... the office. Clearly, they like podcasts at the office. Ladies, show talking about our show. Come on, I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> um, all right, Ruth, well, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much, Ruth. Great so email. Cool. Um, yeah, anyone else, send us your IRL stories. Um, yeah, I would love to hear. We'll yeah. read them on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about well, how about uh, some of our own resolutions? Yeah, one thing I thought maybe that might be nice with talking about this theme of intros and exits is one thing One thing we want to bring into this new year and one thing maybe you want to leave behind in I think uh, I, 2023. I'd like to leave in 2023 uh, struggling to make one podcast and take into 2024 struggling to make two <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, thought, I thought about this earlier, and I thought, like, if you've ever wondered to yourself, do these guys have a Patreon? You'll be finding yourself wondering, do these guys have a second podcast where they talk more about movies? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, no, it, in, in all seriousness... Um, I'm getting I'm getting tired of TikTok. I think I'm gonna mm. I think I'm gonna lose TikTok. Good man, dude. Good man. 2023. I'm thinking about. I haven't Inst- done it yet. But <laughs> I've been thinking about that with Instagram. I'm like, yeah. I don't like myself. I'm on there. I'm like, why am I? I don't hate. I hate everything I'm seeing. What am I doing? Instagram's so ad heavy, yeah. and TikTok. I'm just starting to realize, like, man, how many times am I gonna watch, like, just some person in their room? talk to me about like one of like five songs at a time like yeah i just uh, you know i i'm i i think i need to uh the the bite-sized content i'm 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 wary you want some entrees yeah you want some entrees i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna leave tiktok and i'm gonna pick up books in 2024 and full movies dude with our new show and and full that was gonna be another thing just like 
like turning on like random TV shows or like rewatching like TV shows and stuff like that. I like I'm 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 excited to watch movies like in Me 2024. Too. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Um I said for to leave in 2023, um I'm going to leave excess unstructured time. <laughs> Uh, which is something I've, I've had in my life too much of. Now, part of this is obviously there. I'm, I have a I have a child coming in June. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if everything goes right, uh, that's going to change my life. And I do. I would not like to be playing catch up right from the get go. Even though I know I will. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I prepare, nothing will prepare you for a child. So I hear. Uh, they say. But I'm trying to have a, more of a schedule in my life than I have. I mean, working from home as a freelancer, it's very easy. For that to become blurry, mm-hmm. and uh, I figure with a kid um, having a schedule really helps a lot, and so I'm trying to to structure my time more. Now, does that mean I'll play less golf? No. Does that mean <laughs> I will, you know, not play video games? No. I, I will do those you things. Do, you they just will, need to structure. They it. will be structured uh, throughout <laughs> the week. Um, yes, and then going into 2024, uh, emergency preparedness. <laughs> now, <laughs> I. Don't I don't wow. want to sound paranoid, but I just had a, I was I watched a movie and then I, I saw a documentary and I, I just had a Leave feeling the world of behind. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, and I, so I saw I did see Leave the World Behind, but then there's like there's been a ton of like huge waves hitting the coast through California and Oregon, sure, of just like coming oh, yeah. in and not that that's going to happen here, but we are in the subduction zone here in in the Pacific Northwest at least. Uh, Sean and That's I. That's right. We got the big earthquake. Coming. And I, again, I'm not a paranoid person, but I just, I just, t- I just was cleaning my garage and looking at my camping stuff, and I was like, I, I really, if something happened, I would not be prepared that mm. well. So I'm just trying to just think about that in a larger sense. With the, also with the family coming, I would just like to be a little more responsible and have some things mm-hmm. ready. Because do you remember in like when the pandemic hit? There was like one week, two weeks there when I went to the grocery store and it was like picked clean. And I was like, right. oh, God, I am already behind. Like, I'm already mm-hmm. losing yeah. this. Like, I'm gone. no I'm dead. toilet paper. Yeah, and, I was, and you're just <laughs> right. like, wait a minute. I went to the bread aisle. There was just no bread. Mm-hmm. There was almost yeah. no rice. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't. It was okay. But I, I just sometimes those things happen. And I just think I should. It doesn't take much. I want to. I want to say a, a, a shout out to my friend. I think he sometimes listens to the show. Tyler Robinson, who uh, he runs a um, an escape room here in Portland called Shaky Grounds, hmm. which is at Oaks Park, and um, it is a emergency preparedness escape room. <laughs> That is nice. really fun. Okay, like it's not. I think that's people hear that and <laughs> it conjures up this educational like thing. Right. Like it is very fun and it kind and it is very good about making you aware of like, I mean, emergency preparedness. It has this kind of prepper vibe. It's like you you almost imagine right. like you're building a bunker or something like that. Yeah. When when it's really like you know you should have you know five gallons of water per person in the household yeah. just like you know standing by right. or there's like i was just at costco the other day and there was just some little kit that you could buy yeah that was like uh, you and know, that's all i'm talking has like a bunch right. of food and stuff like i'm that not talking it. about building the bunker well that's like with crazy the, prepping that's not just like basics man this is such a tangent we're on now but like yeah I, like they say like with when when the earthquake hits which there know, will be a big one here apparently there's going to be a big one it's like you need to be prepared for like a week of right. no internet, like, no power. Yeah. Like, and just think if the internet went down or the grid goes down, it's just like, 
what could think about how much you just we do i don't think in the last decade it's just like i don't realize how much i've just started to rely on all that and it's yeah, just yeah. like i should just like keep a hand crank radio at least yeah like something you know so i'm just that's that's something i'm doing this that's year a, that's mm-hmm. our psa i guess there you go <laughs> yeah. more anxiety <laughs> yeah, yeah don't become an anxious paranoid prepper that's not what we're saying that's that yeah well you're gonna need you're gonna be like dwight with you're gonna have to eat all that food and if you slurp and pickled okra no time i laughed to myself when you were talking about that and like having the aisles picked clean there's a there's an episode of The Simpsons where they go through, and the only thing left on the aisles is cream of creamed eels and wadded beef. Wadded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh yeah, I don't want to eat that. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, you know, cool. refresh your batteries you have in storage. That's mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I think maybe the one thing I kind of want to leave behind. I've been thinking about this a little bit because I was just you know I'm here in the United States for, for Christmas and for, I got to spend some time in Portland. I got to spend some time in LA recently back in California, which was really amazing. Seeing friends and family, going to some of the old spots, all that's great. And I think the thing I kind of want to leave behind is kind of looking back on, you know, I, I look back a lot of my life in LA and I've really missed it, you know? Hmm. Um, and I felt a little bit of the same. And when I was living in, uh, when I was living in LA for that short period of time, I was thinking about Portland a little bit. I enjoyed living in LA, but I was also, you know, getting ready to maybe move to Switzerland. And I wasn't maybe present yeah. where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so, God, you're moving back. Huh? No. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. But I, I want to like... All of us? <laughs> what I want to leave behind is kind of like thinking about this part of life that has already happened. Because like I can't mm. go back to that right. time living in LA. Mm. I can't yeah. go back to that time when I was living in Portland. Mm-hmm. Like all of our lives are changing. These eras that I maybe am thinking about or that like I wish I could go back to, or they're all moving targets. They're all mm-hmm. moving all the time. So it's not like... And, and when I go back to L.A., when I go back to Portland, I was like, oh, yeah, still here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I kind of I kind of want to leave behind that sort of like thinking in the past. So yeah, you wanna, right. you're getting rid of memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, tomorrow, I won't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Deleting the hard drive. Yeah. But gone. I think I know you know what I mean. Like, I do, like yeah. kind of this living in the past, I guess, a little sure. bit. Sure, live in the uh, present and the future. Yeah, just kind of being mindful and present where I am. Because if I think back to that time in L.A., I spent so much of that time preparing for getting ready to move to Switzerland, thinking about that versus like yeah. really just enjoying my time there, you know, which right. I wish I had okay, done a little yeah, more, a little more mindful. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's what I kind of want to leave behind that be, sort of be more present. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and then the thing that I want to add maybe um, is, you know, you talk, I think Sean, you, you touched on it really well, but like in the last week or so I've had periods of time and maybe it's that time between Christmas and new year's when you're just kind of hanging out and with your family, with your friends, kind of lazy days in between Christmas and New Year's. And you, I end up watching a lot of movies, right? I ended up watching mm-hmm. a lot of movies. And what I want to bring in is just like more newer, fresher content to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I'll keep watching The Office and some of these other things. But I'm so guilty of like just tapping back into a show that I've seen a million times or only listening to like content or podcasts that are kind of about sports or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it's like, it's so nice and refreshing and energizing a little bit to like watch new movies, read more books, like listen to maybe a narrative podcast, engage with mm-hmm. the music that comes out this year. I thought of it a bit when we did our, what is the best stuff that you saw with this year in our casual yeah, Thursdays yeah, yeah. where it's like, man, how much did I watch that came out this year? Like, I know. you know, and so I definitely want to engage with that a little bit more uh, in the coming year. And that dovetails a bit with our new podcast, which you can check out. It's called Captive Audience. Like, listen, subscribe. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for this new year. I know. You guys want to end with favorite Thanksgiving sides? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we did it. I think that's, uh, I think that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Like we did. Uh, oh, great. Okay. Well, then in that case, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to call us and, and leave us a message, first of all, we'd love to hear... Um, we're about due for a voicemail episode. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to hear, uh, you know, maybe maybe your ins and outs of 2023-2024. So call us, 503-694-9314. You can also email us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Uh, check out our store, mspcstore.com. Join our Discord. Uh, the link is in the show notes. And then we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Becoming Scott's top for five bucks a month. Get your bonus mailbag episode. Get your main feed ad-free episodes. And Be prepared for emergencies. Get on Patreon, download <laughs> all of our old mailbag episodes. Just have those ready yeah. for something to do when the power's out. Record them to uh, cassette. Cassette. Get them on analog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a portion of those funds go to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Very special thanks to our Scott's Tots for supporting us. Special thanks to Kayla and Brianna for running our Discord. Special mm-hmm. thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs mm-hmm. our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded on location here in Portland, Oregon, USA. Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. As we go into this new year, just know that we appreciate it more than ever that uh, you're listening, supporting, uh, liking, subscribing, emailing, voicemailing, um, whatever it is. We're just happy to have you here with us on the journey. So mm-hmm. um, just a true appreciation for everyone uh, who likes and listens to the show. Um, yeah, I guess uh, if uh, please make sure to leave a review or yeah. a rating for this show and or captive audience. It helps us, helps people find the show. Helps the new getting, show a ton. Yeah, especially yeah. as we're getting captive audience off the ground. And a special thanks to those who've already done yeah. that. Um, Apple, Spotify, whatever you use, it's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Find um, it. Really, really appreciate like the feedback we've gotten from people, some really thoughtful messages, um, some some really kind things that people have said. Some people have left us reviews already, so thank you to those guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're, yeah. hel- you're helping a lot. Just, I mean, we, we've been fortunate to build this little community around our show and now our shows, uh, and we're just, I think, grateful for everyone who's a part of it. And, uh, yeah, as we go into this new year, I just we, we're really mindful of what we've built together and just uh, appreciate everyone who's a part of it. So with that said, take care, stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity-poppy, give me the solid. Yes, yes, sir. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.